Life is not about waiting for the storm to pass, guys. It's about learning how to dance in the fucking rain. Welcome to Steel Jack City. Build strength. Get jacked. Begin today, it continues tomorrow, and it never fucking dies. Carve the mindset. The back's against the wall. The only way out is to put the work in. Now here's your host, C-Roy. What's your passion? My passion is fucking passion. What's up, everybody? I am back. And I am revved up, man, because today we got a show that is extremely important for everybody to listen to. Um, If the title of this show offends you, then good. That means you need to be listening to this. If it doesn't offend you, you should still listen to this because this is information that more than likely you could be telling somebody that you know. Why are you still fat? Well, today you're going to find out. And not only are you going to find out, but I'm also going to let you know how to fix it. I'm going to give you the top five reasons you are still fat. And then how to rectify each one of those reasons. But before we do that, I want to give a quick shout out to my man, Mike Butler. It's that time of year. Your insurance, you got to get your insurance handled. Why are you not using the best in the business? I don't know. I am. Members of my family am. Mike Butler is the best in the business, hands down. I've spoken about him in previous episodes. He handles your health insurance, your life insurance, your Medicare insurance, all those things that you need. Mike Butler's got it handled. Make sure you contact him. Make sure you use the best in the business to handle your needs because why would you want to use anything less? So make sure contact Mike Butler Insurance Agency. Let's go. Now for today's topic, why you're still fat. Let's 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 just dive in here. Right, I got my top five reasons. The first two are common sense. If you lined up 100 overweight people and asked them why they were overweight, I bet you 100% of them could give you these top two reasons. Now, this is barring, <clears throat> excuse me. This is barring any medical conditions, legitimate diagnosed medical conditions. There are the few exceptions of those people who do have thyroid problems. They have a a thyroid that does not function properly and it can cause them to gain more weight than the average person. But that is not very common, guys. These top five things I'm going to go over, these are very common. These will cover about 99% of you. So let's go ahead, 
and let's dive in. Reason number five. Now, these aren't really in any particular order. I guess they're kind of in order um, from most abundant. Um, so, you know, my the first reason I'm giving you number five is the biggest reason a lot of you are overweight. But as we get down the list, they don't lose any importance, but they will become less obvious. So let's go ahead and let's dive in. Number five. The number five reason you are still fat is because you eat like shit. I know. Go figure, right? You eat like shit. Sugar. You eat a shitload of sugar. Maybe drink a shitload of sugar. Pop is poison. If you are still drinking pop, it is two. It is almost 2019. Okay? This is not the 50s anymore. This is not the 60s. Okay? We are almost a century later. We know how bad this is for us. We know... How bad pop, soda, diet pop, whatever it is. We know how bad it is for us now. I don't care in what form it comes in. It is poison. And if you are still drinking this stuff, then I can't really help you too much. We all know how terrible it is. The amount of sugar in these drinks is insane. And people are throwing down five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten a day. One can of pop is somewhere, uh, something like 40 grams of sugar in one can. 40 grams of sugar. Multiply that by five cans a day. That's 200 grams of sugar. That is ridiculous. What does that do to your body? That jacks your blood sugar up. So your body tries to take this sugar. You take in all the sugar, your insulin spikes. Those of you that don't know, insulin is like your storage hormone. When you ingest something, your insulin will respond. It'll increase, you know, with some things it increases a lot more and some things it doesn't increase as much. But your your insulin response will increase and your insulin basically comes onto the scene to start storing whatever it is you just ate and it's with carbohydrates. So when you eat these extremely high sugary drinks, your insulin goes through the roof because you got all this glucose now going around in your bloodstream. So your insulin has to store it. So the first place it's going to store all this glucose that you just got from all this sugar because your body takes the sugar and turns it into glucose because that's the, the readily available form of the carbohydrates we eat. That's, that's what our body has to turn it into in order to use it. So insulin, it's like someone just sounded off the alarm, man. It's like, uh, if you're ever seen like the movies or even been part of like a firehouse, when that freaking alarm goes off, man, all those guys, they, they could be sleeping in the middle of the night. They got to spring up out of bed, man. And they just fine. They go, 
They're going. They're on the scene. That's what happens when you take in these shitty drinks. Except the fireman is your insulin. Your insulin is just boom. All right, we got some work to do. We just took in hundreds of grams of sugar. You know, we just downed this big gulp from 7-Eleven. So we got to take all this glucose that our body has now made that's now flown around in our bloodstream and we got to get rid of it because we cannot have this just floating around in our bloodstream. If you have glucose just chilling in your bloodstream, that's not good. That's why people with diabetes, that's why it's so imperative that they have the proper insulin response because these people that don't have the proper insulin response and they have glucose just sitting in their their bloodstream, they end up getting their freaking feet amputated because the glucose is just sitting there and creating all sorts of damage to the tissues. So insulin comes on and and the first place it wants to store it is in your muscles. So it's going to take, it starts taking the glucose flowing around your blood. It's going to store it in the muscles as muscle glycogen. But then what happens when that's full? And it probably won't take very long because nine times out of 10, the people that are drinking big gulps from 7-Eleven, they ain't the ones in the gym. So their need for muscle glycogen isn't that much because A, they don't have a lot of muscle. And B, the muscle they do have, they ain't using it. So their glycogen is their glycogen stores are just fine. So it doesn't take very long to fill up the muscle glycogen reserves. So once it's done there, then what's it? It's still got all this glucose. So it's going to try to store it in the liver, in your liver glycogen stores. But then once that's full, I mean, liver is not very big. So once your liver glycogen is full and you still have all this extra glycogen, where do you think it goes? There's a whole process that your body goes through, but long story short, it stores it as fat because your body cannot be having that flowing around in its, in its bloodstream. And this, I took all this time just to cover pop, one thing. This happens with every, anything. If you eat too much of anything, too many processed carbs, too many sweets, your candy, your cookies, your sweet-ass coffee drinks from Tim Hortons, from Starbucks, your donuts, your pumpkin spice lattes. Oh, it was, it was Halloween just happened. Pumpkin spice everything. It's fall. Pumpkin spice everything. Thanksgiving's coming up. Nice big-ass helping of apple pie with some ice cream. All these carbs, man. These high glycemic, super sugary foods, processed foods, they are garbage. And you're eating them all the time. That is why you're still fat. You're eating these things. You're eating fast food. We're not even getting into fast food yet. You're eating like shit. How do we fix this? I'm not even going to spend any more time on, on the garbage. I think I, I, I pretty much beat a dead horse on just one topic with that. I want to give you guys action steps. How do we fix it? So we're eating like shit. How do we fix it? This is how we fix it. 
You eat real food. It's not hard. Eat real food as much as you want. I don't care. You know, I'm going to break my F word, my F word rule here. You know, I've been pretty solid with not saying the F word. And, you know, the last maybe four or five episodes, I think I might have only slipped up once or so. But this is an actual quote. So I'm going to give myself a pass on this one. Because this is a predetermined F bomb. Okay. This is in my control and I'm choosing to use it because I'm, qu- I'm using a quote here. But this is a quote from a man, Mike Butler. And it's actually a quote of his father's, but I heard it from him. And it's a great quote when it comes to eating something. And I want to get this right. Hold on. I want to make sure I get this right. I don't want to mess this up. (laughs) Okay, so when it comes to picking a good protein source. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I think I got this right. All right. I had to kind of write it, write it down a little bit. And I might mix this order up, but it's something along the lines of this. You'll get the idea. If it fucks, flies, or farts, then, then you can eat it. <laughs> so uh, I, th- I think that's funny. And, uh, you know, because it's so blunt and, you know, maybe a little vulgar, um, it's easy to remember. You know, you'll never, you'll never really forget that. You know, so when it comes to, you know, picking – some good quality food to eat, you know, that's one thing you can use. If it fuck, fucks flies or farts, then you can eat it. Um, you know, another one is um, if you can kill it or pluck it from the ground, then it's fair game. If it was around 300 years ago, then it's fair game. I mean, there's so many different things you can use. Um, only buy things that are on the outer edge of the grocery store. It's so easy and simple, guys. The only people that make it complicated are the people that don't really want to change. So they can use that as an excuse for being fat, for being overweight, for being unhealthy. They want to use it as an excuse. So that way the rest of us feel sorry for them. So we don't think it's their fault. Guess what? It is your fault. It's nobody's fault but your own. It is not hard to eat real food, to eat what humans are supposed to eat. I mean, I've said this. I mean, I don't know. Was this episode 12, I think? Maybe 13? How many episodes have I talked about this and touched on this? I mean, I started to sound like a broken record, but it's because it's that simple, guys. That's the secret. Just eat real food. Eat nice, lean protein. Your grass-fed beef, your chicken, free-range chicken, wild-caught fish. It's so simple. Turkey, mix it in. Yeah. Fresh organic vegetables, green, fresh, organic. Fruits, all nice colors, fresh, organic. It's not hard. Clean, burning carbohydrates. Brown rice, white rice, sweet potatoes. Jesus, it's not rocket science, guys. So that's the top reason right there. That's the fifth one on the list. Or the first one on the list, however you want to look at it. I just numbered 
That's just the way I have it numbered on my paper here. Next, let's move on. The next one. The next obvious one. Number four or number two, however the hell you want to number them. You're too busy sitting on your ass. Stop sitting on your ass so much. Legitimately sitting on your ass. A lot of us work jobs at a desk or sitting all day. We sit in our cars to and from work, to and from the grocery store, to and from anywhere we're going. You're sitting on your ass when you get home, sitting on the computer, sitting watching TV. You're sitting all day long. Sitting is awful for you. It is terrible. I could do a whole show just on the horrors of sitting too much. I actually did a whole report on this in college, an entire presentation. And it was so, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was so well-received, I guess, by my professor that she encouraged me because at the time I was interning in corporate America. And that's kind of what brought on my inspiration to do this report. But it was so well-received from her that she encouraged me to, you know, submit it to the company that I work for. Um you know, and I could do a whole show. I'll make a note of that right now, actually, to do a whole show on the dangers of sitting. I'll write that down. Uh, you know, and how I navigated corporate America. I think that'd be a good show. Um, so I'll write that down, make note of that. But yeah, you're, just, you're sitting too much. And also this has a double meaning. And sitting too much is you're not exercising. Exercising is huge too. But sitting on your ass all day, guys, is terrible for you. I have a couple of graphics pulled up here that just goes in. I'm just going to read a few of these to you. So first off, if you've never heard of the book called Desk Bound by Kelly Starrett, highly recommend it. If you're a person that sits a lot and you want to know more about this stuff, get that book. Okay. Just the introduction alone will scare you straight, scare you right out of your chair. The World Health Organization has raised sitting to third on the list of, you know, what's killing us most behind, um, I forget what the top two were, but sitting past smoking. So now they are, they're, they're equating sitting too much to killing more people than smoking is now. If that's not enough to scare you straight, I don't know what will be. But just in case it's not, I have a couple more for you. Sitting increases your risk of death up to 40%. It says sitting six plus hours per day makes you 40% likelier to die within 15 years than someone who sits less than three, even if you exercise. Even if you exercise. Another one. For many of us, sitting eight plus hours a day at our jobs is inevitable, but it's the extra sitting outside of work that turns to a serious, deadly problem. They say recommend 30 minutes of activity per day is not enough. You must interrupt sitting whenever you can. Um, There's one in here that said, yeah, even if you exercise, it's sitting less is the only, is the only, um, cure here. The only way to fight this. Um, How sitting wrecks your body. 
As soon as you sit, electrical activity in the legs muscles shut off. Calorie burning drops to one per minute. Enzymes that help break down fat drop 90%. That's as soon as you sit down. As soon as your ass hits that chair, those things happen. Then after two hours, good cholesterol drops 20%. And after 24 hours, insulin effectiveness drops 24% and risk of diabetes rises. Now, if you're sitting for 24 hours or longer, what the hell is wrong with you? I mean, barring, barring that you're paralyzed from the waist down and you have no choice, if you have working legs and you're sitting for 24 hours straight, you're an asshole. Plain and simple. It says, people with sitting jobs have twice the rate of cardiovascular disease as people with standing jobs. Now, I'm not making this guy, I'm not making this up. You guys can do your research on this. Um, it, it's terrible. Sitting your sitting is, is, is awful. Um, and even if you exercise, it's shown that exercise isn't even, doesn't even help combat these completely. Um, so the thing that you got to get up, if you have to sit a lot at work, you got to find a way to get up, you know, every 10, 15 minutes, set a timer on your phone, whatever you got to do, even if you can just get up, Stand up, stretch out for 20, 30 seconds, you know, just run to the drinking fountain real fast or, you know, just take a lap around your cubicle. It, anything just interrupting that long, those long periods of sitting, you got to do it. You can't afford not to. Okay. Now there will always be extenuating circumstances. You know, you'll be in a position where that's just not plausible, but those are few and far between. Those of you that work every day and do this, you have to find a way to do it. I don't care. Find a way. Now, in line with sitting on your ass too much, exercise. You got to exercise. You know, it used to be for humans coming up that you had to hunt for your food. That was the only way you ate. You know, obviously with society the way it is now, we have Endless access to all kinds of food without even getting out of, out of our chair. So you have to earn your food. We have to exercise. We had to create fake work. Exercise is fake work. We had to create fake work for a reason. Because it is imperative to our health. So stop sitting on your ass. Use that body you were given, capable of movement, capable of amazing things. Get off your ass and move. That's how you fix it. The next reason kind of goes in line with the last one. But I'm going to go with reason number three is your lack of muscle. Reason number three of why you are still fat is because of your lack of muscle. When people want to lose body fat, they think cardio, 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 cardio. They think cardio is the answer. Cardio is not the answer. I don't use cardio to burn fat. The only thing I use cardio for is to A, keep my heart healthy, and B, keep my lungs strong. I don't use cardio to burn fat. Muscle 
will burn more fat than any cardio session ever did. Why is that? Because when you are doing cardio, if you hop on that elliptical and you start spinning those tracks for 60 minutes, like you've probably done every New Year's for the last 10 years, once you step off of that machine, your burn stops. Whereas if you did a strength training session for 60 minutes, sure, inside that 60 minutes, you will burn more calories on the elliptical. But the 24 hours following, it's not even close. Your body will burn way more calories to repair, rebuild those muscle tissues. And then in the end, when they get bigger and you have more muscle mass on your body, that will raise your metabolism and you will be burning more calories at rest, more calories when you exercise, more calories when you go to sleep, just more calories, period. Your metabolic rate will increase. I've, I've, I've said this before. You know, if, if, if I have an exact clone of me right next to me, same genetics, same everything. The only difference is, you know, one of me is 200 pounds with 9% body fat, meaning I have quite a substantial amount of muscle. And the other one is, you know, 200 pounds, but 20% body fat. And we both run a mile. You know, the fatter version is going to work a hell of a lot harder, sweat a lot more, be a lot more taxed than the, the in-shape one. But the in-shape one's going to burn more calories. Why? Because it takes more calories to move muscle, which is real functional tissue, than fat. Fat is adipose tissue. There's nothing to it. It takes calories to move muscle, to activate muscle. And the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn to move it. It's that simple. That's another reason why you're still fat, is you don't have enough muscle. So build some muscle and use cardio. Love the steady state cardio. Steady state cardio in the mornings, fasted state, it's great. Super good for you. Has been shown to kind of help tap into maybe some stubborn body fat stores. But that's not going to make, I mean, this is, this is pennies, guys. This is pennies. That kind of cardio is pennies. Strength training is your big investment. You know, every year around Christmas, my mom rolls change. You know, she saves up change over the course of the year. And then when Christmas rolls around, she rolls it to give herself some extra Christmas money. You know, you know, some years, a couple hundred bucks, you know, two, three hundred bucks extra at the end of the year, which is great. That's phenomenal. I mean, you know, just extra money. Just, you know, every time she buys something, she has to lose change, she throws it in a jar and then rolls it up at the end of the year. That is your cardio, essentially. You know, two, three hundred bucks at the end of the year. It's nowhere. I mean, her daily job, she makes, you know, a hundred bucks a day at a job, you know, and over the course of the week, she's making, you know, double, triple that. That's your strength training. Your strength training should be your job. Cardio is your loose change. You sprinkle it in, add it in over the course of the week here, there, maybe two, three days a week, maybe some high intensity intervals here and there. You could do the, the slow and steady stuff every day. I love the walk just for the mental aspect of it. But you want to throw in some, some interval training here and there, that's great. Sprinkle it in once, twice a week, just to stay in shape, keep the lungs strong, keep the heart strong, 
overall health, it's great. But when it comes to burning fat, build the muscle. That should be your main investment. If you do that in conjunction with the first two reasons I gave you, you're 90% of the way there. Now, these last two reasons are a little less obvious. So these are important. You know, some of you that have given honest effort to the first three things that I've spoken about and still just not quite seeing the results you want, these last two, especially this next one, could be the one that puts you over the edge. So the next reason you're still fat is your lack of sleep. Sleep is huge when it comes to burning fat, staying lean, and just overall staying healthy. You know, in today's society where it's, you know, hustle 24-7, 365, and, you know, ooh, look at me, look how hard I'm working, and all this shit. Sleep gets tossed by the wayside. And sleep is so important. There is no substitute for it. There's no supplement to make up for it. Sleep is imperative, regardless of what your goals are, because it's imperative for overall health. Without your health, you have nothing else. There is no other goal that is attainable or should be even worth attaining if you are unhealthy, if you are sick, if you are ill. Sleep is super important. But when it comes specifically to the fat burning, The reason is the first hour you fall asleep, you have your body has its biggest influx in HGH over the entire day. That first hour after you fall asleep and HGH, for those of you that don't know, is human growth hormone and human growth hormone is super important for our body's ability to burn fat. So if you're not sleeping If you're depriving yourself of sleep every night, you know, so many other hormones are produced during our sleep. It is our body's time to shut off, reset, rebuild, repair all the stresses that we dealt with over the course of the day. If you're constantly cutting that short, then you are going to handcuff yourself when it comes to trying to achieve your goals. There was a study, and I forget where I heard this study. I don't know if I heard this from Sean Stevenson or if it was in my own research. Might have been one of the books I read. I mean, I I don't recall off the top of my head where I got this from. If there is somebody out there listening and they know where this is at, hit me up and and and, and let me know so I can I can um I could post it on social media so you guys could go look for yourself. But there was a study. They had two groups. They had two groups that, you know, essentially the goal is weight loss. So they had group one and group two. They both had the same diet. You know, calories and everything were equated the same. Dietary, or not dietary, um, exercise was the same. So they had both these groups and they both had them the exact same 
for a certain amount of time. I think it was like two or three weeks. They didn't change anything. Everything was the exact same for both groups. So they kind of got like a base level for each of them. And then following that, they took one group. So group one, and they cut their sleep to six hours a night. And then they took group two and gave them an extra hour of sleep a night. So group one is now getting six hours and group two is now getting nine hours. Exercise stays the same. Diet stays the exact same. What they found was the group that got the extra hour of sleep lost an inch around their waist. Their fat burning ability skyrocketed over the course of just, it was only over a course of a couple of weeks. That extra sleep, you get so much benefit from the hormone production, but also, I mean, that's nine hours of fasting essentially as well. You're going nine hours without eating and that's if you eat right before you go to sleep, which you probably are not doing. You're probably eating an hour or two before bed. And then, you know, you still have time to prep your food when you get up. So when you're sleeping that much, you're probably going about 11 or 12 hours without eating. And fasting has been shown to be super beneficial for so many things. You're getting essentially a 12-hour fast every day, plus all the added benefits of all the hormone production because you're getting long quality sleep. It's a win-win. There's no reason not to do it. It doesn't get any easier than sleeping, guys. Everybody always complains how tired they are. Everybody always says how much they love their bed and how much they love to sleep. Well, guess what? This is your excuse to do it. It doesn't get any easier than this. So sleep your ass off. I got another, I got an episode all about sleep coming up. I mean, it's on my list of things to talk about. It's so beneficial. Not to mention your energy is better. You know, when you're healthier and you're sleeping good, you got all those good hormones pumping through you. You got all that energy from sleeping. So your workouts are going to be better. You're going to be in a better mood. I mean, why are you not doing this? It's a win-win, win, 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 win. It's a win all around. So sleep. All right. Now last, the last reason you're still fat is because you're weak-minded. Yeah, you're probably a little disappointed in that last reason. But guess what? This is the most obvious reason, the most abundant reason that you're still not where you want to be because you're weak-minded. You lack discipline. Most importantly, you lack consistency. Consistency is the key to this whole thing. Everybody can do these things for a week, for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Some people make it two months, but it's not enough. It's the way it has to be from here on out all the time. Consistency or lack thereof, I should say, is the biggest reason 
you are not where you want to be. We all know we need to be eating better, real food. We all know we need to be exercising. We all know we should sleep. I'm not giving you guys anything new here. You lack consistency. And it all starts with the thing between your freaking ears. You need to make the choice. You need to make the choice to turn it around and stick to it. I don't feel sorry for people in this position. If you're overweight and you choose not to do anything about it, that's on you. I don't feel sorry for you. You can call me an asshole, but when I see an overweight person, yeah, I judge them pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. What do I see when I see an overweight person? The first thing I see is lack of discipline. I see lack of effort. I see lack of gratitude. Lack of gratitude for the life that you were given, that you don't care. That the temporary satisfaction of whatever shitty food or drink that you're going to consume, the temporary satisfaction of that is more important to you than your long-term health. That's what I see. Now, it doesn't mean, when I say I judge them, it doesn't mean that I think they're all pieces of shit or anything like that. I mean, I've known people that are overweight that are good people, but they have their own demons. They have their own things that they battle, that they have trouble with. We all do. I have my own. I have things that I battle with, but theirs is is this. They can't control what they put in their mouth. If it's lack of education, lack of willpower, I don't know. I'm sure it's different for everybody. But if it's lack of education, that's easily rectified. And that's why I'm doing stuff like this. So you can call me an asshole for judging these people, for saying that I don't feel sorry for them. But it's them They're the reasons that I'm doing this because I want to help them. I want to see them better. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to put the information out there. I'm trying to wrap this up into a package that is presentable enough to get these people to want to change. I've tried so many different ways, videos, podcasts, being blunt, being nice. I've tried all different kinds of packages wrapped in all different kinds of wrapping paper and bows and however the hell you want to put it because I'm trying to get through to them because I want to help. And if they're willing to work, then I got the utmost respect for them. But you got to be willing to work until the job is done. Meaning you must be 
consistent in your efforts. You must get your mind right. If you are not where you want to be, if you are overweight, it's because you are weak-minded. The temptation of all those foods and everything you like is too much for you to overcome. That's all it is. You don't want to give it up. You are not in control of your decisions. So if that is not the definition of being weak-minded, then please let me know it is. So how do we change that? You gotta make the choice. You gotta ask yourself, what happens if I'm not around anymore? Is there people depending on me? Is there people that want me around? Do I have kids that I wanna see grow up? Do I have a daughter that I wanna walk down the aisle at her wedding? Do I have a wife or husband that I wanna live a long, happy, healthy life with? If you don't have anybody, is it for you? Do you wanna die when you're 40? Or do you wanna give yourself more time to make something of yourself? Do you wanna live a life that everybody will forget? Or do you wanna try and make an impact and be remembered for something? Nobody wants to be forgotten. But we're in a day and age now where two out of three people die to health, health, health or lifestyle related illness. Lifestyle related illness. That means you're dying from things that are within your control. It is normal now to die that way. Two out of three people, 66% die from lifestyle related illness, from the choices they make from the things they put in their mouth and the things that they do or don't do. That is normal now. 66% of people are dying that way. Or you can be part of the abnormal. Be the weird one. Carve your own path. You're not taking the beaten trail that 66% of people are taken inevitably right to their grave. You're, t- you're making your own path. And it's a hard one. But it leads to something better. So that's it, guys. Those are the five reasons you're still fat. <laughs> kind of blunt. But that's it, man. Just to recap, you eat like shit. So don't eat like shit. Eat real food. You sit on your ass. Desk jobs, no more. We're getting up often to stretch. Even if you stand up for 10 seconds and squeeze your ass cheeks as hard as you can, it will be better for you. Anything is better than nothing. Do what you can. Do as much as you can. Do as much as you can get away with. Maybe next week we'll do the Corporate America episode, how I navigated Corporate America. I think that'll tie in nicely with this one. 
Reason three, cardio is not the answer. Build muscle to burn fat. The next reason, lack of sleep. Literally sleep your ass off. Sleep more and then fat will come off. And then lastly, weak-minded. No longer. We're making the choice. We want to stand for something. We want to live for something. That's it, guys. Those are your top five reasons. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you for listening. Share this show. Like the show. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a five-star review. Give me some feedback. I appreciate it. I read I read the reviews. Um, follow us on Anchor. Support the show. Um, we're available on all different uh, platforms now, just about every platform you can think of. Um, I don't think there's a platform that we are not available on now, which is badass. Like I said, getting that iTunes was freaking awesome. But um, yeah, share the show, man. Spread this out. Um, I'd appreciate it. Uh, until next time, um, thanks for watching. Or watching. <laughs> thanks for listening. Used to so, so used to doing those videos from back in the day. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. And until next time, GP, send us out, brother. Second by second, you lose the opportunity to become the person you want to be. Or are you going to stop making excuses?